And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. DirecTV gives you access to apps like Netflix and live sports right next to each other. I don't get it. Let me put it in pigeon terms. It's like that one amazing dumpster with the old fruits and cardboard all in one place. How am I supposed to keep up with illustrative metaphors when you are making me so hungry? Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on DirecTV. Terms and restrictions apply. The candidates for U.S. Men's Player of the Year feature some that came into 2021 as leaders of a young U.S. national team, and a few that came in without any expectations at all. Sam's Taste School is here to break down the candidates. I'm Alex Abnos, and this is Soccer Every Day for Friday, December 17th. But first, your TV guide for this weekend, with the notes that all these times are Eastern, as always, and that it should be accurate as of Thursday night when I'm recording this. There have been a bunch of games in the Premier League and elsewhere that have been postponed due to COVID-19 concerns, and there may be more. But for now, this is correct, starting with Friday, today. There are a few interesting games. At 2.30 p.m., Bayern Munich hosts Wolfsburg, that's on ESPN+. And at 2.45 p.m., Inter Milan pays a visit to Salernitana, that's on Paramount+. And of course, at 10 p.m., we have the first leg of the Liga Emeki's Femenile Final, Monterrey hosting Tigres, that's on Fox Deportes and Tude N. On Saturday, if you're in the mood for a clash of styles to start off your day, Atalanta vs. Roma is the game for you. That starts at 9 a.m. on CBS Sports Network and Paramount+. Plus. There are also a lot of Bundesliga games starting at 9.30 a.m. on ESPN+. Plus. My personal pick there is probably Hoffenheim versus Mönchengladbach. Gladbach are trying not to slide further down the table, and Hoffenheim are in great form. You also have Leeds United versus Arsenal at 12.30. That's on NBC. And Barcelona versus Elche is at the same time, 12.30 on ESPN+. Plus. Finally, on to Sunday, you have three really big games that you should tune in for if you can. In England, you have Tottenham versus Liverpool. That's set for 11.30 a.m. on Peacock. Before that, in Germany, two teams battling for his Champions League position, Freiburg versus Bayer Leverkusen at 9.30 a.m. on ESPN+. And finally, in Italy, at 2.45 p.m., maybe my pick of game for the weekend, you have a huge one near the top of Serie A which really does have a pretty great title race this season. The game is Milan versus Napoli. That's on CBS Sports Network and Paramount+. Plus. All right, I have uh, Sam Stasekul here with me. And just like we did yesterday with Steph Young, we're going to go over the candidates for U.S. Soccer Player of the Year. But this time on the men's side, Sam, it's an interesting group this year. And it's actually kind of weirdly hard to choose a winner. With the women, it was fairly easy. We have a candidate that we're pretty sure is going to win in Carly Lloyd for all sorts of different reasons. Um, with the men's side, it's very much not as clear. So I was kind of thinking that we would go one by one through these candidates and hopefully, maybe, Let's talk possibly, it out. talk it out, Yeah, come to a conclusion. Um, so let's just jump right in. The first candidate, because he's listed first in alphabetical order uh, based on last name, Brendan Aronson. Uh, what's your sort of view in terms of his year, the impact he's had for club and country, and this, the chances he stands to to win player of the year this year? 
a massive year for Brendan Aronson really emerged, right? You know, he began 2021 as as an intriguing player for the national team, but not one that was like written in stone into a World Cup qualifying roster or starting lineup. And he ends the year as one of the most reliable and dependable players in the national team pool. And it's been pretty remarkable to see him grow from a guy who was good in MLS and made the best 11 for the Supporters' Shield winners, Philadelphia Union, in 2020. But if we're being completely honest, was the fourth best midfielder on his team last year. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, yeah. grow from that to a guy who is a key player at Red Bull Salzburg and is helping them not only dominate once again in Austria, but qualify for the round of 16 in the Champions League. And with the national team, you know, his growth has been pretty remarkable and assisted, as we'll talk about as we go further down this list, by injuries to some key players that were ahead of him on the depth chart. Um, you know, he he stepped in in the first qualifying window when Christian Pulisic went down or was out, or was recovering from COVID, and Gio Reyna went out injured from with a, with a knock that he still has not returned to the field from. Um, yeah. And, you know, he scored the lone goal in the 1-1 draw against Canada. Um, He was huge off the bench and scored again in the 4-1 win at Honduras. He assisted in a 2-0 win against Jamaica at home. So he's finding the score sheet. He's been dynamic. He's really been providing that verticality that Greg Berhalter wants. And he's done really well on the club level too. So in terms of just like an overall year in 2021, probably pretty hard to argue with what Aronson has done yet we are going to try and (laughs) try to argue with it and the first candidate uh that we're going to argue not the first candidate the second candidate uh is in alphabetical order is Kellen Acosta I think this is a kind of an interesting selection for for this list of finalists but then you realize that he's kind of been around and a factor in pretty much every qualification or every situation, every game, every, every, game, every competition that the U S has played in Kellen Acosta yeah. has played some role and there's something to be said for that. I think. Yeah. So he, he earned his first cap in nearly two years last December, 2020, mm-hmm. in that little mini camp that they had. And he played in 19 straight games after that. <laughs> you know, this was, this was a guy who, who started a qualifier at the Azteca in the previous World Cup qualifying cycle, and everyone pegged him for big things, and then his career kind of hit a snag, and he worked his way back with his form for Colorado, and and he was a key player for the U.S. this year. There's zero doubt about it. He was one of the players of the Gold Cup, one of the best players. You know, he sort of solidified a little bit anyway uh, the number six position behind Tyler Adams. He gave people a little bit more confidence and faith in what might happen if Adams goes down. Um, which is kind of still the big, big watch point for the U S and, and he did well in nations league primarily coming off the bench. Um, and you know, he's played in qualifiers. It hasn't always been good in qualifiers with Acosta. Um, but, but he's played, you know, Colorado, they had a great season. He wasn't always available with them. He only appeared in 21 games for the Rapids. They finished the year with the best record in the Western Conference. Obviously, they lost to the Portland Timbers in their first playoff game, so that was disappointing. Um, a great year for Kellen Acosta. He's he's firmly back in the USMNT picture. I would expect for him to you know continue in that way in 2022 and, and potentially beyond. 
Um, but I don't think he, he, he is going to win this award for male player of the year. Next up, we have a couple uh, people, a couple players where their highs were very, very high, probably higher than every other candidate on this list, but their lows were also pretty low. And in the first case, Christian Pulisic obviously won uh, the Champions League with Chelsea. He yeah. won the Nations League with the U.S. He scored the man in the mirror goal. These That's iconic, right. he had some of the most iconic moments of, of the year. However, he wasn't really around for a lot of it either. No, he's missed a lot of time with injuries. And it's unfortunate because like you mentioned, like the lows haven't really been self-inflicted lows for him it's not like he's gone out and been bad when he's played he just hasn't played that much because he's been hurt and that's been a consistent thing with Pulisic throughout his career Um, but the highs were incredible you know that goal in the semi-final of the Champions League against Real Madrid like that was amazing like what a moment for American soccer sure winning the final against Manchester City in the Champions League again historic moment for American soccer you mentioned some of the USMNT stuff with you know the goal against Mexico um the goal in the Nations League final I guess the goals against Mexico right you know the goal in the Nations League final to win that game in extra time the man in the mirror goal and the qualifier in Cincinnati against El Tree so in terms of like iconic USMNT or American soccer moments if this was the award I don't think anyone would have even a, an argument. No competition like it would be Christian whatsoever. Pulisic yeah. <laughs> in, a, in a landslide. Um, that's not what the award is, though. And he just wasn't available as much. I do think, you know, I think he's a strong contender for this thing still. Yeah. Right? Because the highs were that high. Yeah. Uh, next up, Weston McKinney. Uh, again, like when he's available and not getting suspended, a key part of the U.S. national team. Yeah. Um, but not always a consistent starter for Juventus, even though when he's played there, he has been okay. Um, what's sort of your view on, on his 2021 and his um, candidacy for this award? Yeah. I, I don't think he's a particularly strong candidate for this award. Yeah. You know, it, 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 he's a player that has played an important role for Juventus, but this is a Juventus team that is struggling more than they've struggled in since the since the scandal that saw them relegated to Syria Syria B and when was that like 2006 2007 07 yeah something like that yeah so like you know he's doing it for a Juventus team that's going through a generational low point i think it's fair to say sure um so that needs to be factored into the equation and then you you know you mentioned the suspension right yeah and and the issues in Nashville with him breaking protocol and reportedly, and according to what a source later confirmed to me after the news was broken, like bringing people to the hotel that weren't authorized to be there and spending a night outside of the hotel before the qualifier against Canada. I mean, that to me is alone dis- disqualifying for this award. You know, I don't think you can have that sort of moment and then not have by far and away the best resume on the field, which he doesn't. Right. Yeah. Not saying he didn't have a, a solid resume, but he, it's not the best one on this list. So you couple those two things together, and, and I don't think he stands much of a chance of, of winning this this honor this year. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? 
Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. The last two candidates are uh, newcomers to the national team in 2021, but both have kind of strangely strong resumes despite that. Miles Robinson, defender, and Matt Turner, goalkeeper. Uh, We can go through these one by one. I just grouped them together because they're both pretty new to the team uh new f- new fixtures and, and, you could say and their last names are, are late in the alphabet and their last names are late in the alphabet as well uh so miles robinson uh what's sort of your your view on him sam sort of similar to aronson in terms of his breakthrough with mm-hmm. the national team you know a guy who was kind of an intriguing prospect but by no means like expected to play a leading role uh in in the qualifying cycle has become one of the most dependable players and a real rock at center back for the U.S. Yeah. Um, in in the octagonal, um, he was solid for Atlanta this year once again, um, but but really he stood out with the U.S. and he really did it during qualifying at a position that you know people made assumptions about heading into qualifying with John Brooks, and those assumptions did not come to pass because John Brooks has not been good. He wasn't called for all the cycles. I mean, entering the year, Aaron Long was looking like a starter yeah. before he before he did his Achilles. So Robinson had an opportunity, and, and he's taken advantage of it in a huge way. Um, he was immense in the Gold Cup, you know, just really fantastic. Um, I think he won man of the match in the final. And I, I want to say Greg Berhalter was sort of like he should have been player of the tournament. He was yeah. not. Um so yeah, excellent, excellent year for Miles Robinson. Uh, he deserves a ton of plaudits and credit and praise and all of those nice, nice things. And I'm sure he'll get them. Maybe there's a transfer somewhere in his future, although maybe not. Um, but I don't think he'll be winning it this year. All the same. And then lastly, uh, you mentioned taking advantage of an opportunity. There's probably no position. Well, there's definitely no position on the field that is harder to break into uh, than goalkeeper, just because there's only one of them and especially for the U.S. men's national team, which has traditionally, historically been very, very strong, had multiple candidates for this. Zach Steffen yep. was kind of entrenched in that position entering the year. But here Matt Turner is, goalkeeper, Man, finalist, story. finalist for player of the year. Pretty amazing story, yeah. Sam. I mean, if you want to wind it back all the way, this guy wasn't, was not even drafted out of MLS. <laughs> and if you, want to go, if you want to go back further than that, he didn't start playing soccer until he was 14. He just did it as a way to stay in shape for basketball and baseball. And, and he, wasn't, he wasn't a goalkeeper when he tried out that first day freshman year, right? He was just terrible in the field. He's like, this isn't fun. Then the goal guy that was playing goalie got hurt and he, he stepped in between the pipes. And here we are now, only like 12, 13 years later, and he started the bulk of the U.S. men's national team's World Cup qualifiers so far. Now, this is this is the like start of a brand new development pathway for American players, right? Just yeah, don't play yeah. at all. Yes, <laughs> until <yes>. later. <laughs> Just play play sports that require hand-eye coordination. Yeah. Be a goalkeeper at age fifteen. Yeah, exactly. That's the model. Um, but yeah, he's burst onto the scene this year. He he had his first cap um, at the end of January camp against Trinidad and Tobago. He started throughout the Gold Cup. He was really good in the gold cup made some huge saves i think the semi-final against qatar 
Um, I remember making some incredible stops um, as well as in the final against Mexico. And then Zach Steffen, the presumptive starter, went down and he had back spasms, so he didn't play in the opening qualifier at El Salvador. And then he contracted COVID. And so he didn't play in the second or third matches of that window either. And Turner wasn't called upon to do a ton, but he did make some big saves when asked to in those matches. And he did well again in the next, the fourth and fifth matches of qualifying. And then Greg Berhalter, you know, gave Zach Steffen a chance against Costa Rica in Columbus. And Steffen has maintained that position um, in the following two matches. So, you know, I'm not sure that the Turner is going to be starting if Stefan is available going forward, but what a campaign both with the national team and MLS where he was named goalkeeper of the year while helping New England to the first supporter shield in the, the all-time MLS regular season points record. So we have all these very interesting candidates. We've sort of covered the strong ones, the weaker ones. Sam, I'm going to put you on the spot here Yeah, in, in Sam's world. Not who you think will win, but who, Sam's who world. in Sam's world, who wins? Like what's, what's your party, choice? Party time. Excellent. Yeah. Um, for me, it is between Aronson and Pulisic. Yeah. And it's a question of priorities, Alex. <laughs> um, I know you love priorities. I do. I love priorities. I love ranking them too. And, and if you care about the big history-making moments, then it's Pulisic. If you're looking at the year as a whole, and a person's performance for both the national team and the club team and consistency and availability, then it is Aronson. And for me, I'm prioritizing the history-making moments. You know, being the guy that did it in the Champions League, being the guy that did it against in the, in the U.S.'s two biggest games of 2021 against Mexico, you know, that carries a ton of weight even without being healthy and on the field all of the time yeah and so for me it's christian pulisic well we'll see if your choice carries over to u.s soccer at large sam thanks so much for joining the show and running over these uh these candidates with me thanks i'll run over some candidates any day with you alex This show is produced by Mike Zimmerman with help from John Hayes. You can get ad-free versions of the show by subscribing to The Athletic, and you can get 33% off a year's subscription by going to theathletic.com slash soccer every day. We'll be back on Monday with some special year-end episodes to close out 2021 over the next couple weeks. But enjoy the games. Thanks for listening, and happy soccer to you all. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel.
Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. 